praise from the rising of the sun until the going out of the same the lord is worthy to be praised i don't know about you but i'm glad to be back in the house of the lord one more time anybody glad to be here may i not have been for the lord who was on your side where would we be i know the lord has kept us it's the lord has held us together it's the lord has done exceeding and abundantly above all we can think and ask I don't know about you, but I come to lift up his name. I come to magnify the name of the Lord. Anybody come to give God glory and praise? Hallelujah, for he's good. And his mercy endure forever. Can we just do this for a moment as we prepare to worship? Can we rise up our feet and give the Lord a hand praise, a glory? Can we rise and give God thanksgiving? Hallelujah, Lord, you're good. And your mercy endure forever. Lord, you are good. And your mercy endure forever. Thank you for being good. God all by yourself. You don't need nobody else. We thank you for your goodness. Hallelujah. Come on, let's put the hands together. Let's celebrate the goodness of the Lord. Some say, Lord, you are good. And your mercy endure forever. You are good. And you are good. All right, St. Paul, your 
mine eyes and to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and the earth. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. Let us all join our voices together in the singing of our opening hymn, What a Fellowship.
Blessing for this morning is taken from John's Gospel, chapter 1, beginning with verse 1, reading from the King James rendering. John's Gospel, chapter 1, uh, verse beginning with verse 1, reading from the King James rendering. You'll find these words In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, 
that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. And thus we read John's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. May the Lord plant his words in our hearts that they may spring forth in the days to come. Let every heart pray as Reverend Summons is coming. God is our refuge and strength, a very pleasant help in the time of trouble. Therefore, we not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Most holy and everlasting and everlasting, thou art dear God. It's again, dear Father God, we gather into thy house of worship one more time. One more time, dear Father God, where we can lift up the name of Jesus, dear Father. One more time, dear Father God, that we can come together, dear Father. Knowing, Father God, that you know all about us, dear Father. For it is you, Lord, who says, come unto me, all he that labored and heavy burden, and you will give us rest. So, Father, we come now, Lord. We come to give you the praise. We come to give you the glory. We come just to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for keeping us, dear Father oh, God, yes. because thank you brought you, us from a mighty long way, Lord. Yes. Knowing that you know all about us because it is you, Lord, who have made us. It is you, Lord, who says, come unto me, all he that labored and heavy burden, and we find rest. Knowing that there's rest in no other name but the name of Jesus. And at that name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Lord, we thank you, Father God. Knowing that if we had 10,000 tongues, we'd never thank you enough, Lord. But Father, we want to thank you for food on our table, shelter over our head, and clothes on our back. Thank you for our lying down last night was not in death, and early rising this morning was not to meet judgment. Closed in our right mind, have the use of every limb of our body. Not because of any goodness of our own, but because of your grace and mercy, Lord. Knowing that our bed could have been our cooling board and our cover could have been our wine and sheep. But Father, you put death on hold one more time. One more time that we can get right with thee. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We just give you all the praise and the glory, dear Father God. Father, we ask thy blessings upon St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church this morning, dear Father. We ask you, Lord, to shower down your blessings upon us, dear Father. And Father, we ask thy blessing upon the shepherd of this flock, dear Father. Crown him with wisdom and knowledge, dear Father God. But Father, you know what we need even before we come unto thee. So we say thank you, Lord. We ask thy blessing now upon the sick and afflicted, the crippled, the blind, and the poor. Rich man, beggar, and the thief, and the murderer. 
knowing that we all are sinners saved by grace. But in spite of all, Father, you so loved the world that you gave your only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in thee shall not perish but have everlasting life. We thank you, Father God. And Father, we ask you to bless our children, dear Father. Bless our teenagers and our young adults, yes, dear yes, Father God. Yes. Wrap your loving arms of protection around them, Lord. Hallelujah. Let them know, God, that you said in your word to honor thy mother and thy father that the days will be long upon the land. Yes. Lord, we thank you now, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. Thank you. Even when we look back over life, yes. knowing it was nobody but you, Lord. Who brought us up to this present moment without hurt, harm, or danger. And Father, we forever give you the praise and the glory. Knowing that it's all about you, Lord. It is you who's able to keep us from falling and present us faultless before thy throne. It's all about you, Lord. Now, Father, we ask thy blessings upon the bereaved family. Pray, O oh God, that you would throw your loving arms of protection around them. Let them know, Lord, that earth has no sorrow, that heaven cannot heal. Bless them, O oh Lord, knowing that you are that great comforter, because you said in your word, let not your heart be troubled. He believeth in God, believeth also in me. So, Father, we thank you now. We give you all the praise and the glory, because it's all about you, Lord. It is you who is able to keep us from falling and present us faultless before your throne. These and all other blessings in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hear our prayer, O oh Lord. Hear our prayer, O oh Lord. Yes, Lord. morning hold to God's unchanging hand.
in him who will not leave you. Come on. Whatsoever years may bring whatsoever years uh, If my earthly friends forsaken say Come on now. Still more closely to him you ought to cling. Everybody ought to unchanging hands. There's no better hands to hold to than God's unchanging hands. Yes, yes. There's a difference in the Old Testament. Uh, it said of Caleb that Caleb had a different spirit. There's a different spirit in here today. Well, there's a spirit of rejoicing. 
thank God for that spirit. Yes, I hope and I know it has something to do with the great occasion of this church today to be able to ordain Brother Johnson as minister in the St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church. And Brother Johnson will be the fifth minister that has come from under my leadership in my ministry. Thank God for you, Brother brother Johnson. I'm going to try in the near future to bring all of the ministers that are ordained under me back, bring them to St. Paul one Sunday at different intervals so you all get a chance to see them. All of them are pastoring, but one, I think. All of them are pastoring, but one. Amen. Do we have anyone visiting with us today? If so, we'll know you by standing. If we have any visitors with us this morning, we want you to tell us a little. Brother Harris is bringing you the mic. Hello, I'm Carissa Mills. I'm from Tennessee. I'm visiting with my mother and sister. And we just, I can say, walking in here, I felt like my old church at home. <laughs> Good morning. My name is Alma Dozier, and I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee, too, but I live in Red Bank, and both of these are my daughters. I'm glad to be here. I'm from Lily, and we are from Tennessee, but we've been here for a long time. Um, so just looking for a church home, and like my sister said, it does feel like our home church. Thank you so very much for coming and sharing with us this morning for there is only one church and you found your home this morning. If you wish to, we'd be more than happy to have you. God bless you and God keep you and please feel free to come and share with us again. I have a few thank you cards. Uh, thank you for your help. <coughs> Pastor Butler, deacons, trustees, and church family, thoughtfulness just seemed to be a special part of you. Thanks for all the help you give and for being so kind too. Thanks for your thoughtfulness and God bless you always. Love, Sister Ann Walker. Uh, we sent her a thank you letter thanking her for her service for over the past 30 some odd years, and she's, she's responding. Amen. Blessed is the church where there's a pastor whose faith shines bright, whose guide, who guides and serves, who encourages and pray, and whose life is a blessing in big and small ways. Jesus said, I am among you as one who serves. Luke 22, 25, 27, NIV. So thankful for you, Pastor, for your ministry, your care, and for the good work God is doing in and through the ch our church, Reverend Dr. and Sister Atterbury. With special thanks, thanks to all of you 
to know you is to know people who are kind, uh, considerate, and thoughtful. To know you is to be grateful for the special things you do. For everything you've done, for being the special people that you are, thank you so very much. Thank you for your love and support. Love, um, Dre Barkins. Dre Barkins. This is one of our youth from the church who says thank you. It's good to be able to say thank you. Let us please, ma'am, and please, sir, remember our sick and shut in. Let us remember to do what we can to support them during these uh, times of pandemic. Let us please, ma'am, and please, sir, be mindful that we need to get that vaccine. There's so many tragic stories we hear each week about young folk losing their lives to this dreadful disease, all because of their disobedience. God has given us the solution. And when God gives you the solution and you refuse to accept it, it's on you. Amen? Young folk, uh, 20s and 30s, dying. Uh, one of my daughter's classmates died on Monday. Uh, teacher and everything else, but he wouldn't take the vaccine. You need to take these vaccines, all right? Okay, can't overemphasize that. All right, uh, we want to emphasize the importance of us giving to uh, Sister Moore's Stuff of Us campaign. I was informed this morning that Walmart gonna have a sale the first part of November and we wanna be able to uh, buy those bikes the first part of November when the prices are, are lower, you can get more bikes. Amen? So there's a jail outside uh, on, as you enter. Please, ma'am, and please, sir, let's stuff that jaw. Amen. Thank you so very, very much. Help somebody else uh, who is uh, coming along. All right? Now, there's a having said that, there's a basket over here to my right that have Brother Marsden Johnson's name on it uh, for his gifts for today. There won't be any gifts taken during the service, but you put it in the basket over here to my right, and at the end, we're going to present that to him. Amen? Now, we, 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 we Brother Johnson, how long you been playing over there? How many years you been? Okay, he been here. He been here playing every Sunday almost for almost twelve, thirteen years. Okay, you ought to be able to sacrifice and say thank you. Okay, we, we need we need to learn how to give, how to love. Amen. And so he's moving to a new plateau, and we don't know how long we're gonna have him after he moves to this new plateau. But we thank God for him for the time he's been here. And we don't. We want to show him our love today as we ordain him into into the ministry. Amen. Amen. Um, on a very important note, next Sunday morning we're gonna have baptism. We have three candidates that we need to baptize, and 
So we will baptize next Sunday morning at 9.15. Um, Brother Bowman, I need you to raise the water way up. <laughs> Amen. And I'll tell you why. I need you to raise the water way up. Because we have three to be baptized next Sunday morning at 9.15, and that should clear our slate for, for members waiting to be baptized. Amen? Amen? But now if some more come, we'll baptize some more. Okay, we're not limited, we're not stopping, but we want to clear the slate. Amen. Thank you so very, very much. Now, at the close of service today, we would like for you to exit the church as quick as you possibly can because we have to sanitize the church for the one o'clock service. Amen? Amen? All right, so we ask that you leave the church as soon as possible uh, after the morning service so that we can sanitize the church for the one o'clock service. And Dr. Samuel K. Lewis from the First Calvary Baptist Church in Columbia will be our speaker this afternoon, the ordination sermon for uh, Reverend Johnson. Amen. Amen. Having said that, uh, we pray that all is well. We've talked about this, this vaccine and uh, they've uh, authorized the booster and someone told me where I can get it and I'm gonna try to get it. Amen. Hey, you got your brother, brother Kermit said he got his. Yeah, right. I'm going to get mine too. As soon as I can. Amen. And I would advise everybody else, if you're eligible, get it. As soon as you can. Now, as you can see that I'm not seated in the center chair this morning. There is a butler seated there, but it's not me. It's not Walter. Dr. Andrew Butler is seated there, and he will be bringing the message this morning. Um, we're delighted to have him and his family, Sister Butler and her, their daughter, this morning with us, who is no, they are no strangers to us. They are members of the church. And so um, uh, Dr. Butler will bring the message after the singing of our next uh, selection. Um, the next voice you will hear will be that of the Reverend Dr. Andrew Butler. Let us pray that the Lord might open our spiritual intellect, that we might be receptive unto his will and his way. Hear ye, Reverend Dr. Butler. Jesus is the light.
If his light is shining and you just give him some praise right now. Your light should shine, bless the name of God. Should shine at all times, no matter what you're doing, amen? Your light should shine. You should have such a light that people know who you are and knows who you are, amen, somebody. I, I wish I had somebody to pray with me just for about two minutes, amen, bless the name of God. That know that our light should shine. We shouldn't have our light hid up under a basket, but our light should shine. On your job, your light should shine. On your job, your light should shine. In the hospital, your light should shine. In your home, your light should shine. In church, your light should shine. While you're driving, your light should Thank you, Jesus. Our light should shine. Bless the name of God. First, giving honor to God who is the head of our lives. It is such an honor to be back home and standing before my family. Amen, somebody. So our pastor, amen, pastor, Dr. Reverend Butler, we thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for your leadership and your love and your grace that sits on you and rests on you. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand praise for our pastor. <laughs> Pastoring ain't easy because sometimes we ain't easy folk. I can say it. He ain't going to ever tell you that. I'll say it for him. Amen. <laughs> praise God. To all of the ministers that are here, amen, bless the name of God. To Reverend Johnson, God bless you, my brother, amen. Great honor that's going to be bestowed upon you today, amen. Praise God. Fruit that shall remain, my brother, amen. To our deacons and trustees and all that in the house, amen, we greet you in the name of Jesus, amen. I want to recognize very quickly my lovely wife and daughter who are here with me, amen. Praise God, amen. My baby's 11. She's up here now. I think the last time we were here, she was way down there. Amen. Praise God. Nothing but legs. Amen. And they didn't stand up, but three ladies are here. Amen. That I can see. That's from church we used to pastor. Amen. I'm going to ask them to stand. Minister Dean, Mother Jackson, and Sister Loretta. Uh-huh. Pastor, asked y'all to stand. And you know I was going to get you. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you all so much. They thought they could hide pastor underneath the mask. We can still see who you is. Amen. Bless the name of God. Having your Bibles, if you will, let us turn to Genesis 29. We're going to start at the fourth chapter. And stay with us. This is quite a long pericope, but we pray that it shall bless your life. 29, 4 through 20. And then I'd like to also capture the 31st verse in that same chapter. The word reads as this, Genesis 29, starting at the fourth verse. It says, and Jacob said to them, my brethren, where are you from? 
Then he said to them, Do you know Laban, the son of Naor? And they said, We know him. So he said to them, Is he well? And they said, Well is he. And look, his daughter Rachel is coming with the sheep. Then he said, Look, it is still high day. Is it not time for the cattle to be gathered together, water the sheep, and go and feed them? But they said, we cannot until all the flocks are gathered together and they have rolled the stone from the whale's mouth. Then we will water the sheep. Now while he was still speaking with them, Rachel, somebody say Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdress. And it came to pass that Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, and Jacob went near and rolled the stone away. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. And Jacob said, Rachel, that he was her father's relative and that he was Rebekah's son. So she ran and told her father. Then it came to pass when Laban heard the report about Jacob, his sister's son, that he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him into his house. So he told Laban all these things and Laban said to him, surely you are my bone and my flesh. And he stayed with him for a month. And Laban said to Jacob, behold, because you are a relative, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me what should your wages be? Now Laban had two daughters. And the name of the elder was Leah and the name the younger was Rachel, and Leah's eyes were delicate, but Rachel was beautiful and of form and appearance. Now, Jacob loved Rachel, so he said he would marry the younger. And Laban said, it is better that I give her to you than I, would, than I should give her to another man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed only a few days to him because he loved her. Now look over there in 31. It says, then the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, and he opened her womb, but, Jake, but Rachel was barren. Our God and our Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Abba, you are such a good father. And this morning, we ask that you would, Lord, let your word resonate in our hearts. Speak to us, Lord. Let us receive. Let our hearts be fallow ground right now, God, that seed might be planted, that it might spring forth. That we might affect this world through your word. That we might affect this world through your love. And we might affect this world through our walk. We ask you, God, to be with us right now. God, take these lips of clay. And this man who is not worthy of any time, God, to preach your word to your people. 
This is our prayer in Jesus' name. And let the church of the living God say amen. 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 And if you love the Lord, say amen. amen. Bless the name of God. Amen. Praise God. I would like to use for a subject this morning, God's response to the unloved. God's response to the unloved. This morning, church, we have the rare occasion to look at a family dynamic that has used love and held love like pawns on a chessboard. We find Jacob, who is the last in the patriarchal triune of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We run across this young man. We see that Barnes notes, denotes that during this particular pericope, at the beginning of this pericope, that Jacob has traveled 30 miles for the last 15 days, fleeing a treacherous act of betrayal and theft. Betrayed by his mother and himself, he has stolen his brother's birthright. They have stolen the birthright of his brother and have defrauded his father Isaac and bestowed Esau's birthright on Jacob. Bless the name of God. This vile act does not start in the tent of Isaac while his sight is growing dim, nor does it begin when Jacob fools his father that he is Esau. This pattern of deception we find in Genesis 25 and 28, which states that Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his venison, but Rachel loved Jacob. I'm perplexed here. How could two parents love one child over another? How could one mother love her one son over another son? How could a father, even though they were twins, denote how they loved one over the other? Bless the name of God, somebody. Isaac loved Esau because he was rough and rugged. He loved him because he was a hunter. He loved him because he saw characteristics in Esau that he saw in himself. Amen, somebody. And I believe his wife loved Jacob because Jacob was not the most manly of men. Jacob loved cooking. Jacob loved making sure the food was seasoned just right. He wasn't an outdoors dude. He liked to stay on the inside. Amen, somebody. Bless the name of God, somebody. But these days, Jacob probably wouldn't be watching the football game. Amen, somebody. He'd probably be cooking the ribs for everybody else. Do I have a witness somewhere? So because of their characteristics, their parents denoted, hear this, not like. They denoted that one loved one more than the other. Amen, somebody. You, you've heard this before. I, I know you have. You just like your daddy. Girl, you know you got a mouth just like your mama. 
I wish I had somebody praying with me today. I know I'm right about it. We, we do it in our own homes, even with our children. We do it, bless the name of God. We, we pick out the characteristics in our children, and, and we say, you know what? I know I married your mama, but I wish you didn't take on that trait that your mama got. I ain't going to talk about my baby looking at me. I ain't going to talk about you. Amen. She got her daddy's feet, and that's all I got to say. Amen. Praise God. She'll tell me later on, Daddy, you shouldn't have said that, but she'll be fine. These parents have quantified their love based on characteristics. They held in high esteem. Dr. Elaine Weber Libby, who authored the book, Favorable Children, in 2010, says having favorable children is dangerous. But, but who is even more dangerous is an unfavored child that reaches adulthood. Amen, somebody. See, 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 favoritism of, 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 of the mother to a son calls her to lie to her husband. Favoritism in this home caused us a brother to steal his brother's birthright. Amen, somebody. See, in our scripture, we find that Jacob is a fugitive from his own family. Amen, somebody. Which, much like Cain killed Abel, now Esau seeks to kill Jacob. Amen, somebody. He came to the well of Namor, and he, he sees Rachel. Amen, somebody. Everybody knows a Rachel. Rachel is beautiful. Amen, somebody. When Rachel enters the room, she turns heads. Y'all know a Rachel. If I were to take a contemporary song, Mary Mary says she's living life like it's golden. R Rachel is the only woman in the Bible that has a title called Sheep Herdress. Amen, somebody. There are other women that tended a sheep, but she was so skilled, amen, somebody, that she could actually tend sheep by herself. She didn't need a man to help her tend sheep. She didn't need a man to ward off lions and tigers and bears, oh my, but she could do it all by herself. I know y'all know somebody like Rachel, amen, somebody. When she walk in a room, you can see her because she stands out, amen. Rachel is a bad girl. She's the type of woman that a man walked 30 miles for 15 days and he noticed her. Y'all brothers know how it was back in the day. You might have married Rachel, amen. But y'all know how it was back in the day when she entered the room. You just got to smile. She is the same woman that Jacob, Jacob would break communi community protocols for while everyone else was waiting on the rest of the flocks to come this guy Jacob who did not seem to be the most manly of men this man Jacob took a stone it took three to four men to move and he moved that stone because of Rachel amen somebody Y'all know a Rachel like that, and some of you brothers was like that back in the day. You know you would move mountains for that woman. 
I know I'm only talking to a few of y'all, amen. I still do that for Sister Butler, amen. Her mama got to get on me sometime. Stop doing so much for her. I said, but I can't help it. Do you see it? She's like Rachel, amen, somebody. Out there waxing the car for her, baby. I got to make sure your car is waxed. Open the door for her, even though my legs are hurting, amen, somebody. She's the same woman a man would wait 14 years for. She's the same woman that her children wear the best of clothes. For we know that her son had a multicolored coat that was made by his father. Amen, somebody. She's the same woman that is the sister of one woman named Leah. Stay with me just for a moment. Amen. Don't y'all criticize me on this. I'm just giving you what the word says. Genesis 29 and 17 says, describes Leah as being weak-eyed. Now, rabbis, some rabbis, rabbinical rabbis have stated that weak-eyed meant that she may have had some stigmatism. They denote that she may have had something wrong with her eyes. I have a problem with that as you read the scripture. Because as the word describes her, there's one word, there's a conjunction there. The word is but. It says, but Rachel was beautiful. That would let me know that their description of her is wrong. Other scholars say that she may not have been the most appealing of women, that she may not have been beautiful. I'm reminded of a, a movie I remember some time ago. There was a character named Sure Gary that looked at Whoopi Goldberg's character and said, girl, you show is. Y'all said that. I didn't say that now. I didn't. Now, Dr. Butler didn't say that. We all know Leah, or we may be like Leah, because if you know God, then you are like Leah, because over in Matthews 5 and 10, it tells us that we will be persecuted for righteousness sake. Amen, somebody. Like Leah, we will be unloved and hated. Amen, somebody. She was a consolation prize even in her own life. Amen, somebody. Always second fiddle, amen, to her sister, amen, that even though she was married, he was not, he didn't love her. Amen, somebody. Looked over in life and unwanted. And since she was looked over and hated, her children were also. Let's dig a little bit deeper in this thing, amen, because because I have heard very few people, Dr. Butler, really talk about the sons of Joseph. We, we always talk about how treacherous they were. But do you realize these boys were not loved? What happens to children when they're not loved? Going back to what Dr. Libby said, that it is, it is a horrible thing to have a young person that is unfavored, but worse than that, they become a worse adult. Amen, somebody. So here these boys are. They have homicidal tendencies because of love. Amen, somebody. 
See, it was time for this, 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 this stigma, this generational curse to be broken, and Jacob could have broken, but guess what? Instead of him breaking it, he pushed it along. How many generational things could we stop that mom and daddy did that we're still doing in our family? Amen, somebody. And then we wonder why our children turn out the way they do. Amen, somebody. First of all, I believe they overly spoil. We spoil them. Amen. We believe that we can give them stuff and replace the love that we should give them. Amen, somebody. We believe if I give them a car, then, amen, then they'll be all right. I, I believe if they get the best clothes to go out there and party in, they'll be all right. But I'm here to tell you there's nothing that will replace love, dear hearts. Sometimes we need to cut some of the stuff off and just sit down and love on our kids. How would these boys have turned out if their daddy had loved them? How would some of us have turned out if we received more love in our lives? Well, I'm here to tell you, church, I'm getting close, Reverend Johnson, that God hears the unloved cries and he has a response see God gives Leah children because she is unloved see whether you know it or not God hears your cries whether people try to tell you about who you are and where you came from God knows your name whether you know it or not, he ain't looking at how big you are, how small you are, how smart you are, but he is looking at how much love you receive because the word of God says that he is love. And wherever love isn't, God show will be. So first of all, God gives the children. He tries to satisfy her life by giving her what she needed. Since she was unloved in life, and since her husband didn't love her, her own father didn't love her, God said, I'll give you something or somebody in your life that will have unconditional love for you. So my Bible tells me her first son, his name was Reuben. But, but see, 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 let me stop right here for just a moment. Here's a problem. Here's a problem. Here's a problem. See, even though God blessed her with a child, she thought by having this child that, that her husband would love her. I'm here to tell you, dear heart, when God blesses you, the people that don't care nothing about you don't matter what you got. Genesis 29 and 32 says that she, she thought that she would have some affection with her husband after she had the first child. She had the second child whose name is Simeon, and she thought, surely he'll look at me now. She had the fourth, third child whose name is Levi, and she thought for sure that he would definitely notice her. But let me tell you this right now. One of the worst things in the world is to fulfill your purpose and not see your worth. Know your worth. No matter who tells you who you're supposed to be, know your worth. 
when God is blessing you, take your blessing. You ain't got to share your blessing with everybody. Everybody that comes along, they talked about you, they used you. You ain't got to share no blessing with them. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Let's take a step back for a moment. Because Leah has the first child. His name is Reuben. And Reuben's name means God sees. Amen, somebody. Then she has Simeon. His name means to hear. And then she has Levi. His name means to join. But then she has Judah. His name means to praise. God was trying to talk to her in the names of her children. God wanted her to know that Leah, you're unloved. But I see you. Then God wanted her to understand through a second child, Simeon, that even though they don't love you, I hear you. See, we serve a God who is not deaf. He hears your prayers and he repeats every moan. Do I have a witness somewhere? Then Levi came along and God says, I see you. I hear you. But now I want to join you. See, if you can join with God, you're a little bit closer to being loved. But then he said, I see you. I'll join you. But and now it's time for you to do something and you got to praise she had praise she had Judah and this is what I want to say and I'm gonna take my seat see even though even though Jacob loved his other wife even though Jacob loved Joseph even though Jacob loved Benjamin Jesus didn't come through Benjamin. Jesus didn't come through Manasseh. Jesus didn't come through Asher. Jesus didn't come through Joseph. But Jesus came through praise. Jesus came through somebody that was unloved. And all you have to do is to praise him because he sees you, he hears you, he joins you. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Because if you can praise him, if you can praise your way through, he's right there for you. See, because he is love. He is the response of an unloved people. See, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son through a woman who was unloved. God gave us his son, Jesus, who died on the cross. And on the third day, love got up with all power. God has a response for the unloved and his name is Jesus church amen 
Truly we can say, did not our hearts burn within as the man of God spake with us by the way God's response to the unloved. We need to be mindful of that today in the world in which we now live. We must put our trust in the Lord. You know, just before we came out from in the office uh, while Dr. Butler and I were sitting there, I said, you know, people don't realize there's meaning in your name. Bless be God, he come right out here and preach. Amen. Amen. If you don't know God in the pardon of your sin, if you have not yet met Jesus, you need to meet him. If you feel that you're unloved, if you want to know what love is, surrender your life to Christ. So whether you are in person, in the in the congregation today, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube or the app, on telephone, any way you're listening today, if you want to have a life-changing experience, you need to invite Jesus to become head of your life. And if you do that, do that today, you don't have to worry about what the world says. You will have the love of God in your heart. If you desire to do that today as we're going to sing, the door of the church stands open. Come, you may come as a candidate for baptism. You may come by letter or by Christian experience. Any way you desire to come, the Lord is waiting on you. I love to praise him. Yes, I do. I love to
Amen. For truly, Jacob will get his reward if Israel refused to hear. May the Lord bless Dr. Butler to live long to preach his unadulterated word. God bless the preacher. God bless the congregation. As soon as the benediction is given, please exit church so that we may prepare for the one o'clock service that will begin promptly at 1 p.m. Our Father and our God, we pause now thanking you for this glorious day. Lord, we thank you for what our ears have heard, for what our hearts have felt. We pray, O oh God, that you would plant your word in our hearts that it may spring forth in the days to come that we might know what you require of us that is to love mercy, to do justly, and to walk humbly with our God. Now may the love of God, the sweet communion of God's Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now and forever. Let's all sing.